Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Welcome, everyone, to the Future Tech Podcast. My name is Josh Thomas, and I'm here with Drew McElroy from Transfix.io. And Transfix is a platform for the freight and trucking industries in the U.S. and Canada. Hey, Drew, how are you? I'm doing well, Josh. Thanks for having me. Yeah, glad to have you. So uh, tell me a little bit more about Transfix. I, I know that the, the trucking industry is... Uh, a major way that things get moved around, at least here in North America. Uh, and it's probably ripe for disruption and innovation with technology. So, so tell me a little bit about what Transfix is doing in that space. Sure. And, and I would say that you, uh, you teed it up well from there. Uh, tra- uh, trucking is quite ubiquitous uh, as it relates to moving products around and historically quite inefficient. And so that is ultimately why we founded Transfix in uh, 2013. Ultimately, we've created a platform that uh, allows those who own trucks and those who need to utilize trucks to do, so in a, to do so in a more efficient manner. And so what that means to us is we're able to both match uh, empty trucks with shipments that need to move and then ensure that that movement happens efficiently uh, without uh, very much manual labor and therefore without much cost and with complete visibility, which compared to the way things traditionally work in trucking uh, has been, as you say, quite a disruption. Yeah, so, I mean, I I drive down the highway and I see all kinds of trucks all the time. Uh, I mean, there's, depending on where you're at, there's one every, you know, 50 feet sometimes. And I don't know what's in them, uh, but it just seems like uh, most of the time they're probably not full. So uh, what you're trying to do is uh, fill up that space so that they can make more profitable runs and the uh, the industries who are using them can can have more efficient uh, deliveries. Is that my understanding that correctly? That, that's correct. That's correct. And, and to, to kind of just add a little bit of color to what you're describing, uh, trucking in the United States, there's a... There's about 3 million truck drivers, and, and believe it or not, there's over 500,000 trucking companies, um, which, I don't know, at least to wow. me, sounds like an incredible long tail. And so you've got this ridiculous fragmentation. And so if you're a company that is obviously much larger and is, and is you know, doing a lot of shipping, right, whether it be, you know, Nike or Samsung or Target or somebody like that, uh, these businesses effectively have historically two choices. They can either employ an entire army of people 
to try to, you know, root out where these individual trucks are on a given day. Or, frankly, they can turn that operation over to traditional freight brokers, which are the businesses that we're disrupting, who would basically do the same thing on their behalf. And I'm literally talking about armies of people with headsets talking to individual truck drivers all day, every day. Uh, and you can imagine how that process very quickly gets inefficient, not just the actual, you know, talking to those truck drivers, but then the conversations themselves and the tracking and tracing and everything else is incredibly cumbersome. And so the vast majority of that, frankly, waste has been replaced by us and, and ultimately our platform, which includes a mobile app that our drivers have and a web app that our customers have, et cetera, et cetera. And we're, as you can perhaps imagine, or you can see where this is going, you know, we're using some of the same principles from ride sharing and things like that to match empty trucks with available shipments and then, you know, be the invisible guiding hand to make sure those shipments get where they need to be. So here's, there's one really uh, mind-blowing statistic that you just shared with me. There are 3 million truck drivers in the U.S. and 500,000 trucking companies. Now that that seems that is unreal to me. I mean, that's basically one on average that's, uh, you know, Sorry if my math isn't all that great, but that's six truckers per company. That's exactly which right. Means, which means there are, you know, there's one boss for every six people. There's one dispatcher for every six people. You know, there's there's one, you know, central, you know, coordinator or office clerk for every six people. And it's a lot of overhead. It's a lot of extra communication. Can you just shed some more light on that? Because I don't know if of another industry that that is uh, to where you know the average uh, the average company has like six employees. Could you share a little bit more light on what is what are some of the, the bigger companies and how big are they and are there a lot of uh, you know solo independent contractors? Is, is that why the number is huge? Just give us a little more information about that. Yeah, absolutely, man. So uh, the 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 um, the unfragmented part of the base, the largest ten truckload carriers who are kind of kind of reflect, uh, grouped together and referred to as the Big Ten. It's a very creative name. Um, those folks collectively have somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 to 110,000 trucks. So if you take the largest 10, you've got, yeah, like 100,000 out of 3 million. So something like 3 or 4% market share uh, for the largest folks. Um, you've got about 20% true independent owner operator. Um, and so you're, you're correct. It's, it's, it's 97% of those 500,000 trucking companies are 20 trucks and less. Um, so you've got, you've correctly established, you've got a massive, massive subset of companies that are, um, yeah, three to, three to six drivers. Um, the average age of a truck driver in the United States is 57 years old. Uh, the average disposable Whoa. income for a truck driver in the United States is less than $100 per week. Uh, you've got an incredibly difficult lifestyle slash profession that, by the way, is the number one most common job title in the United States is truck driver. True story. So you've got this. And, and oh, by the way, as we kind of said before, right, trucks are fairly important. Uh, most stores and, you know, gas stations and everything else don't hold much inventory. So if trucks stop working, you've got a massive, massive problem as a nation very quickly. And to be perfectly honest with you, that infrastructure is quite fragile. 
Uh, we were talking offline before we started about the polar vortex that's going on right now. That makes an impact. Uh, the, the, these things have a real impact on, on real life uh, and real people. And ultimately, that's why we feel, frankly, as good as what we do about what we're doing. Uh, this is a startup, and obviously we're out to disrupt a whole bunch of incumbents. Uh, but we feel that we're, you know, tackling a real industry and solving real problems. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, it's historically quite a mess, to be perfectly honest with you, which is, uh, you know, it makes it a challenge, but it's also uh, what makes the business so exciting. So, big mess, and so you brought a big broom to clean it up. And uh, tell me a little bit about the uh, the technology now uh, and how you're solving this uh problem of a fractured industry that's that's critical to our subsistence. Yeah, so the the technology effectively has what I would call, you know, not to be too broad about it, but effectively two components. Um, the one component is something that I would say is fairly common, whether you're talking about ride sharing or, or really any marketplace business where you've got a buyer and a seller. And, and that is to say, I sort of described it before, right? It's the it's the nuts and bolts of saying, okay, well, if this truck is picking up from here and delivering here, let's use technology to ensure that that actually happens, right? And so it's track and trace and exception management and, you know, alerts. Oh, hey, look, this driver uh, got stuck in a, you know, in a snowstorm. He's going to be half an hour late, you know, et cetera, et cetera, which is, frankly, to the industry, uh, a, a massive change. For the most part, historically, things are like set it and pray that it gets there. And if it doesn't, you usually find out because the person who was supposed to receive it calls yelling after the fact. Let me ask a question. So just so I understand, and I would venture a guess that the majority of our audience knows little to nothing about how the trucking industry actually works, me included. Right. But uh, I, I can make some assumptions. Uh, I make an assumption that if uh, the truck driver gets hired to deliver uh, XYZ products to you know, ABC retail store, uh, that there's there's some sort of tracking going on. Uh, and there's some sort of, like, we know where that truck is all, at all times, and we know where the shipment is, and we know approximately when the delivery time, kind of like UPS operates. I can go on and plug in the tracking number, and I know exactly where my package is when it's on its way. But you're saying that it doesn't operate like that at all. Not, not, not even a little bit, man. Before we came along, so... This is fascinating stuff because... Uh, you know, for for most of us, we we turn a blind eye to how stuff moves around, and we just assume uh, that they've got all of their stuff together. And you're telling us it's different. So yeah, keep going. Yeah, man. So so there's three types of trucking historically. There is um, you mentioned already UPS and FedEx, which is uh, referred to as parcels, and those are effectively shipments from you know zero to call it 150 pounds. Um, then you've got the middle segment, which is LTL, which is less than truckloads, which are basically shipments from 150 pounds up to somewhere in the five to 7,000 pound range, the total weight of the shipment. Um, and both of those models look fairly simple. And if you're, you know, if you just stop and think about UPS and FedEx, right, you may not know exactly how it works, but it's basically a hub and spoke system, right? People go out and make deliveries, they put it into the network, you send it to the West Coast, and then you spoke it out for delivery. Whether it's, you know, 2,000 pounds or a FedEx envelope, those things look pretty much the same. And, and you're correct. When you're shipping in those two ways, you can enter a tracking number, and, and boom, there it goes. 
truckload shipping is what we are specifically focused on. Truckload shipping, trucking in the United States is about a $700 billion a year industry. Truckload is approximately $500 billion of that $700 billion. So it's the lion's share. And when you ship truckload, you can ship all the way up to 45,000 pounds of goods. And what, what is kind of the hallmark of it is you get utilization of the whole truck. So if you tell it to pick up in Long Beach, California, and deliver sneakers to Chicago, the truck comes to Long Beach, drives directly to Chicago, at least in theory, that's what they're supposed to do, and delivers your sneakers. Um, historically, so to get, so this is where all the fragmentation comes in. If you're thinking about LTL or parcel, like UPS and FedEx, that's not fragmented. You need these massive networks to, to have warehouses and everything else. All of the fragmentation that we're talking about exists in these little truckloads, uh, excuse me, these little truckload companies, um, you know, one to, to six trucks. And quite literally, you can be a high-end manufacturer of whatever good you want to imagine. Imagine it gets manufactured in, you know, somewhere in Asia. You literally will have visibility from the facility in Asia um, with an escort to that port in Asia. So you'll have visibility that whole time. You'll have visibility on the boat across the water into the Pacific you'll, or into the, into the port in Long Beach. You'll receive a notification, my shipment has arrived in Long Beach and is now in a warehouse in Southern California ready to go to its final destination. But when you send in trucking company ABC, to pick it up from Long Beach and deliver to your retail customer's distribution center in pick a city, Chicago, Illinois, that, you know, for that last thousand miles of a 10,000 mile journey is a giant black hole. And the way you find out, uh-oh, something has gone wrong is the delivery appointment is 10 a.m. Wednesday morning, 11 a.m. Wednesday morning, your customer's <laughs> receiving supervisor is calling you going, nothing very nice, you know, where is it and why if I have all this dock labor sitting here not unloading a truck? And it literally creates a giant game of phone tag. That receiver calls the customer. The customer calls the broker. The broker calls the dispatcher. The dispatcher calls the driver. And hopefully the driver answers the phone and tells the truth. And then we do all that in reverse. All of that to say, oh, he got delayed last night with a flat tire. He's going to be three hours late. Man. And as you can imagine, that is an incredibly, not only wasteful process, but leads to everyone in the chain being pissed off. <laughs> got to balance that with what we're doing. And the story seems really simple, right? Driver's got a mobile app. We know where he is. We know where he's going. We know what time he's going to get there. Uh, and we know, you know, what, what time he's supposed to be there. If those things don't add up, we send alerts to everybody. Everybody knows what's going on. We reschedule them. We're good to go. Wow. Yeah, you know, you really put it in perspective when you say that I I have visibility of my product uh, in the factory, on the boat, in the warehouse, and then all of a sudden it goes dark when it goes on the truck. Uh, and, and that's the problem that you're looking to solve. I, that's that's amazing, man. And so, so tell me a little bit about uh, as you – we're developing this technology. I know you've been you've been in this game for a while. Uh, what what has the adoption rate been so far? And you know how long until either your technology or tracking technology in general becomes ubiquitous in this industry? Well, I would say I would say we're getting there. Um, you know, between ourselves uh, and a couple of our direct competitors, uh, as well as some companies that are. Um, more just enabling tracking without the full platform aspect that I'm describing that we're taking. Um, it's definitely moving in the right direction. Uh, 
you know, truck drivers as a group, I mentioned before, the average age of a truck driver in the United States is 57 years old. Um, so these are not what I would call, uh, on average, at least early adopters of technology. Um, and there is certainly, in addition to, to that, there is also a bit of what I would call a, um, a libertarian streak within the truck driving community. These are by and large um, independent minded individuals uh, who often become truck drivers in the first place because they want freedom and lifestyle and things like that. Um, and so there has been, you know, as, as we've grown, uh, you know, there has been, I don't know if friction is the right word, but there has been some reluctance, you know, you know, who are you guys? What is this big brother? You know, you want to ride along in the truck with me. Um, and that's just something that we've, you know, frankly, like any two-sided marketplace, um, our suppliers, meaning our truck drivers, are, you know, the life of our company. And so we spend a lot of time and energy and, you know, and obviously brain, you know, thought power. How do we make this right for these people? And so part of it is just having it, building a brand that people trust, that we are, you know, not, you know, otherwise trying to mess with them. Like, listen, guys, we need to track you because – You've got a $250,000 truck and a half a million dollars worth of, you know, whatever, sneakers or dresses or whatever. We need to know where that is. But we're not trying to cause you trouble. And, and here's all the other things that we do on your behalf. Um, and, you know, we're fortunate that our platform and, and, frankly, because of the capital we've been able to raise and, and take a long view of this industry, um, you know, we're able to, to provide a pretty serious value prop to our drivers vis-a-vis -vis the old ways. Um, which is, you know, frankly, why we exist and, and why any startup is able to get traction. Um, so it's, it's you know, like anything um, or like any marketplace, certainly, you know, the, 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 the development and the, um, you know, the, the value addition to our supply side of the marketplace um, is, is critical. Um, and and to, be, to be blunt, you know, we, we, feel, we feel lucky that we get to work with truck drivers. There are, there are certainly a, a unique bunch, um, but by and large, you will not find harder working or more genuine people. Um, and, you know, like, like I mentioned before, the average disposable income is less than a hundred bucks a week. I mean, these are people who have frankly gotten their ass kicked left, right, and center across this country for a long time. Um, and so the ability to, you know, to do right by those people is something that, you know, we, we consider to be, you know, part of our pillars. And, uh, and so it's, you know, we, we feel blessed to be able to help them, to be honest with you. That's great. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing that you found such an archaic system in the 21st century that's, that's still functioning, that's so critical to our continued existence. And uh, it's basically just a giant file cabinet, uh, and people are going and, you know, pulling files out and hoping that they can, you know, find out where these people are, you know, just as an analogy. I've not heard a giant file cabinet before, but I, I think I might have to steal that from you because that that is quite literally exactly what we're dealing with. And it's it's just shining a light on it and, and, and making everybody aware. It's just it's just transparency out in front of it. Um so what is what does the future look like uh for your company and this technology at uh at, at what industry or, or taking this to the next level? Yeah, so I mean, as you can imagine, uh, like any startup, um, especially one that is tackling such a big market, uh, we've got, you know, we've got very big plans. Um, and so right now, you know, in the immediate near term, uh, we, are, we are aggressively focused on scaling and, and taking as much market share um, within the U.S. and Canada and, and probably Mexico in the not too distant future um, as we can. 
you know, as, as I kind of mentioned before, we're talking about a, 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 a TAM here of quite literally something like $500 billion. Um, and so we've been, we've been growing, you know, very, very quickly, fortunately, you know, knock on wood here, but, uh, but 500 billion is a lot. Um, and so there's, you know, there's a period of the next, you know, I don't want to put too fine a time on it, but the next, you know, the next couple of months uh, through 2018, probably it's really a lot of head down and like I say, scale and continue to drive as much efficiency and squeeze as much value out for our constituents as possible. Um, so that the, the flywheel turns that much faster. Um, but ultimately, what we believe we're building is not a, you know, trucking platform per se, right? What we're really building is a commerce platform by which those who need, those who own assets designed to move goods sit on one side, and those who need to move goods sit on the other side. And as I, you know, as I said, right, we're really creating a platform that enables those two groups to efficiently get paired together and then efficiently guide the, the movement of those goods so that everybody knows what's happening. And so, you know, right now that's North American trucking. But if we talk about the, the long-term capital L, um, you know, it's, it's ship anything to, from anywhere to anywhere in the world with, with any asset, you know, it's a true commodity marketplace. If you want to optimize for speed, I can charter you a plane. And if you, if you want to optimize for price, well, there's a tugboat leaving in 20 minutes, you know, and, and anything in between. I mean, that's, that's ultimately what this platform is designed to do, and that's, that's our northern star. Excellent. So Drew McElroy from Transfix.io, this has been really enjoyable. And thanks for shedding uh, some light on a, uh, an industry that was uh, in dire need of disruption that we didn't even know about. Thanks so much for this, Drew. This has been great. Josh, my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me and, uh, and, and hearing about what we're doing. I, I appreciate it certainly. Very good. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Future Tech Podcast. We'll see you next time. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.